Welcome back, Dog and Francie. We are so excited to continue our discussion. Listen in as celebrities and amazing people share how they use their influence to change the world. Dive into their stories and discover their passion to keep living a legacy. Welcome back, Dog and Francie. We are so excited to continue our discussion and look forward to just chatting a few more minutes today and talking so further. So welcome back to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. We promised us part two. I'm glad you took us up on that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, you know, some of the questions that have that have come up more recently is what are some of the stories that stand out to you over your history of being a bounty hunter? Oh, it all depends on what day it is. <laughs> well, what are some of the ones oh, that I, stick out? In usually, your mind? for instance, we're holidays right now. So there are a lot of that we pretended to be Santa Claus or we, the best show we ever, I, I thought we ever shot was The Hunt for Santa. Yeah. And so I think, of, you know, I had to arrest a lot of guys at their mother's houses on Christmas. And so. <laughs> I think of those kind of things. So each holiday was special. We made a big deal out of it. Gave away flowers on Valentine's Day, hid Easter eggs on Easter, and captured our fugitives. So that was a good time of the year for us. So did you give uh, flowers to the mom and then were, sorry, I'm taking your son to jail. Here's a bouquet of flowers. Uh, gave flowers to the guy for his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah, yeah that works really. too. He's such a romantic. That's so sweet. Of course, with a gun in the middle of flowers. <laughs> but... <laughs> and then that's all right. You know, one of the things that you talk about regularly, but that you're known for, in addition to your faith as as a Christian, is just the fact that you want to bring. You know, you're not just manhandling people and throwing them away. Like you realize that we all have a story. So what are some of the kind of key tenements that you bring to your style that, that kind of separates you from other bounty hunters and, and the way that you treat people, the way you believe people, how that relates to your backstory, some of, some of that information that people are curious about? Well, probably the reason I do what I do is because of my backstory. Yeah. Because in the 70s, I was in their shoes. And a, a, while I was in prison, for 18 months, a deputy sheriff drove me from the prison to another county back to be tried for a different crime that I didn't do. Mm. Right there, he gave me, he undid the handcuffs and told me what I could change my life and that, you know, my personality was great. I could be a leader and blah, blah, blah. So then I went there. Uh, there was a trial. I was found completely not guilty. And on the way back, I he drove me again with his son on the way to college and his boy and I talked and he talked and said dog please oh you know I just got a feeling you could do that so what helped me better than anything in the eight years when I was an outlaw was that talk and of course I was shot shot at shot people never killed anyone but you know we talked with guns and it, it, nothing worked no matter how much revenge or how tough you got or all that but that worked as him to be kind at that time and he had a 38 pistol said if you run we're going to go on mcdonald's here i hadn't been in the mcdonald's in over a year 
And he said, if you run, I am going to shoot you. Yeah. And I said, sir, I will never run. And we went in, he bought me a cheeseburger. And so he impressed me so much. So when I catch a guy, I'm like, I need to be kind of like that. Now, there are certain crimes where they don't get that. Right. There are certain crimes, yeah. you know, we can all guess against children and women that they don't get that. There's not let God be the judge because I'm not even going to give him a break. But most that's 85 percent of the guys that we arrest are not being charged with those crimes. Yeah. Mm. So robbery, burglary, car theft, drugs. Uh, drugs, that's, you know. So somebody gave him the backseat ride, basically, and poured into him. And then when uh, you were in jail, you right. told God, if I get out of here, I'll serve you and yeah. and do same thing and so thus born the backseat ride by dog yeah 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 and yeah well, that sounds good dog's backseat ride that's right that's your next book yes i think my next book is going to be dog and no dog and jesus they got their own thing going yeah. i like it yeah. no really it's in the works that's awesome. Don't, we don't know if that's going to be the title. I want it but to be. Dog. I know you do. I want. It to, sorry. That's I, okay. I want it to be Dog and Jesus. Yeah. Francie wants Dog and Jesus got their own thing going. <laughs> well, because he says that all the time to me. Jesus and I got our own thing going. <laughs> where Where did the Where did the term dog come from? How'd you get that name? I was. Uh, oh, that's a cool story. I was a motorcycle gang member, and I was always uh, my. I never had a nickname yet, and I was always there on time for fights, like you'd get a call or you'd get a text that you'd have to be at a certain place because there was a fight, right? There was, we were taking other clubs, colors, or their bikes or something. So I was always the first one to show up. So then when we would ride together, like we'd go to New Mexico and eat like chickens that were almost rice and listen, I gotta say the blessing. And then I'd say the blessing. So, or we were all riding one night in a thunderstorm and lightning was cracking and the president of the club flipped the bird towards heaven. And I backed way off my bike and later he asked me, what's the deal? I said, listen, you know, I, you can't do that. That's not cool. I can't, can't take that. And so he said, you know what? We have a guy named John the Baptist. He rode his three-wheeler in water all the time. He could always get wet. We have another guy named the preacher, and he was more demon-possessed than any of us, right? And he said, you're always talking about God, and you're very loyal. So I'm going to nickname you Dog, because Dog spelled backwards is God, and you are dogs, Dog, man's best friend. And then he said, right now you're a puppy, but I'm going to call you Dog. And so I, that's at 15, wow. I got that and kept that name. How old were you? 15 years old. Oh, wow. wow. Like, I've seriously got goosebumps sitting here. I was emancipated at 15, and I left for Arizona. Really? And wow. outlaw motorcycle club and told them I was 18 and had ID to prove it. How did you get emancipated into that? Like, what does that look like? My, I went to court. And the court took away uh, custody of my mother and put me in the president of the disciples' custody, Ray Sexton. Wow. And of course, the court didn't know he was a, a biker. 
And as soon as they did it, everywhere my guardian went, I could go. So we went to Arizona and joined the Devil's Disciples. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one question that comes up, and it's a big one for me, is, and it's kind of a two-part question. I'll ask the first part. Why you, right? When it comes to, like, you've had great success in being on TV and all, and there's bounty hunters all over the world, you know, but you're the one who got the TV show. Favor. Yeah. He is blessed with amazing favor. And so I, you should probably answer this too, but just for, from what I have seen being with him and since we've been together, he is one loved son. Mm-hmm. by the by the lord and he has amazing favor and i believe with all my heart he has a heart after god's own heart which is what god said about david yeah and this warrior son has a heart after god's own heart and and i believe that that's why that he first of all he had a praying mama that had been warring for him um, since he was born. And then he gets out of jail and tells God that, you know, I will serve you if you help me get out of here. And God did yeah. um, deliver him from that and helped him get it out. And it's your heart. And, and he has God's favor all over him. And it's and incredible it, to be around. Just really quick question regarding that. Do you feel like God's always kind of had a hold of your heart? Because I feel like I get that message from you. Like even before you made that promise, God always kind of had you. Oh yeah. Ever since ever I could ever remember small three, four years old. I think I have dreams. Right. And of course I literally am the kind of guy that I saw at four years old. I saw still do to this day. If I get into that room, I saw Santa pulling the reindeer. I saw it. I looked up and there he was. I had so much faith as a child because I knew about Jesus that it has been there forever. It's instilled in me. And now I'm finding a little more uh, the way to get through the combinations now and the supernatural ways to get into the supernatural. It's like a vault and a combination to a safe. Things are changing now. More revelations are coming true. You can literally be able to get to the combination to sit down with angels, be transported. You can do this, but it's a it's a like a chess game. You got to make your moves and know what to do. And this is a wild and crazy life. <laughs> I know people think being a Christian is so uh, is boring. And it is far from that, right? God has the most amazing things for our lives when we give him our full yes and we're all in. It's an exciting ride. That is right. That is right. You know, one of the questions that I struggled with and have found a lot of victory and and dog, I'm I'm similar story in that, you know, I've always just, I I never could explain it because I didn't grow up in a Christian family. But I've always, really rough I've always, it depends on your definition, yeah. right? But yeah, there were a lot of deaths and murders in a, in just a couple year period. There's like eight within two, three years, but I've always heard God. And, and I, and I didn't know how to explain it. I was like, you know, I, I felt like Abraham where there wasn't a Bible. There wasn't, I just knew God and I knew 
I knew that he was calling me and I knew that I was his as, as an early child. Right. I just knew. Right. And, That's and my, you know, my family didn't necessarily, I didn't get it. I just, I was just set apart and I'm so grateful I was, but I am grateful. Well, and I think that's the leadership quality. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different there's different degrees of angels in heaven. You know, some are tougher than others. I mean, in my world, tough is degree. And so uh, there's there's in the in humans too. There's leaders. There's followers. We're assigned to do things, special callings that we have on our life. Okay. And I think the callings the more and more I hear Francie about uh god knows what he's doing and knew what he was doing and has it all set up and you got to take the step that way back when we were we were young and babies that you know god was was raising us up to be like that mm-hmm. and there are guys that do that you know so we all do that have the same calling and they're like the rich man <laughs> when jesus said sell all your stuff and hook up with me and let's go around the world and he t- turned away and jesus heart the my favorite scripture and Jesus wept because I cry a lot. So, you know, there are, are, he chose, he chose us. I'm glad. And same thing with their wives. They're all, they're both nuts also. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And there's another story in another book, right? Francie's writing a book right now and doing a really, really good job. And I, I know a lot of books because I have a couple out and I never, what an author, incredible. She's really good at writing books. You're so sweet. No, you are. What's the book about? So I I have to, I have to be careful how much I say, but it's about uh, redemption and restoration and transformation and uh, where God took me from and where I am now. Awesome. Um, so yeah, great. can't wait to read it. No. Thank you. I'm so excited too. I have a couple more questions. So one is the part B to, you know, why you, and that is what was your journey in your mind that got you from being, you know, this guy that went to prison to I'm on TV and I'm, I'm here for a purpose, right? Because it's so easy to say I'm not worthy. And yet God says you are worthy. And, and so many of us struggle. And, and I, if we had more time, I would yeah. tell you more of my story because I really struggled with that. And I had a friend love me enough to, to just ask me. And, and the, the real short version is he says, he takes me to lunch. He says, Eric, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And I'm like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. And he, he, he's got, I got another question for you. And he says, yeah, he says, what's the second greatest commandment? And I'm like, Mark, dude, are we in Sunday school? Like, what, what's your point? He's like, answer the question, you know, good uh-huh. friend, just answer the question. And I'm like, love your neighbors yourself. And he's like, you're right. He's like, most people just say, love your neighbor, but the, the scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. And I was like, okay, so what's your point, man? And he's like, I've got a third question for you, buddy. How well are you loving yourself? Yeah. And I just started to weep. I mean, I just started to weep. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't love myself at all. I, I throw myself, you know, all the time in order to take care of everybody else. I never, and he was like, but if you can't love your neighbor better than you love yourself, how really, how well are you really loving your family? How really, how well are you really loving them if you can't love them more than you? And that's where my journey started because I had someone love me enough, but, but the journey that you've come and where you've gotten to 
you know, I'm sure there was a lot of mental barriers that you had to go, hey, this is where God's called me. This is what I'm to do. So what's some of that journey and how have you, how have you been able to, to take that leap and that step of faith? Well, well, it probably happens every, uh, probably scriptural, about every 10 years, something else happens towards it. So I'm uh, an optimist and I assume the most. Yeah. I think I should be more famous than I really am. <laughs> and so I don't like to stand in lines. And so I go to a line and I go to the third or fourth person and say, may I please get in front of you? <laughs> and they usually 99% of the time say, sure, dog. And so one lady at the airport, uh, I got in line and she goes, how rude. Why do you think you could deserve that? And I said, ma'am, you know why? The Bible says the more you do for people, the more you deserve. Oh, she said. So I do a lot of things for a lot of people. And the more you talk about God to everyone you meet, everyone you meet, whether you have to say, Will you take a picture? Okay, one, two, say, Jesus, click, click. No matter what you do, as long as you push the Lord and talk about him, then look out because he said, I'll give you favors. So I don't stand in line. <laughs> so I do it some almost enough stuff to be able to prove my worthiness to myself. Because I do that. I, everyone thinks, oh, we're all caca. We're not worthy. How do you get worthy? You go, what you just said. Do unto others. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And treat a man like you'd like to be treated. And then you get favors. You get just rewards. You get stuff from God. Absolutely. So when I'm feeling down about, do I deserve this? I go do some good things. I even walk old ladies across the street with their groceries still. I make sure when someone's pulled over, are you okay? If they're laying in the middle of the street, me and Francie just did it in LA. I told you about, yeah. we just pulled over. We did it in Tennessee where some girl was having a demonic attack on the side of the highway, going to die. So we, that's what you do is some good things. And then you're like, hang on, here comes a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what I, what to add to that what i have um watched in him um since we've been together and and how he has talked about his how he got from prison to his show like he just is relentless and he will not give up and even if people are telling him and um it's it's also one of the things that i love about him so much is he doesn't care what, what people think and what people are saying and how they're telling him that's never going to happen. And you're never going to do that. You're that's never going to be. And he just doesn't care. And he keeps on going and he keeps, let me in the door because I'll sell it myself. You yeah. don't want to do it for me. I'll do it. And I love that about him. And it's his holy determination mm -hmm. that he knows that God is with him. And that God's not leaving him and he listens to God's voice and he just keeps on going and he will not relent. And I love that about him so much. Um, and it, it's such an amazing quality. Superpower. It's a superpower. Yes. It is a superpower because it I, is. I have struggled 
like you have in my worth and knowing who I am. I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't come to know the Lord until um, 15 years ago. And so um, I didn't grow up like that. And so I didn't know who I was in him. And the Lord spent a lot of time um, after I walked my husband home, um, speaking to me about um, knowing who I am and him saying to me a lot, you are as Jesus is in my eyes. That was a really hard thing to grasp because of how I saw myself. Right. So I, I love that about him, his holy determination, which is rubbing off on me. So yeah, because I, I would go, I know what I deserve and it ain't good, right? Yeah. Like I know exactly. what I've done. I know but the reality is I am who him. God says I am. Yeah. Not not what the enemy is, you know, in the jury room saying, exactly. Well, you did this and this and this. God says, You're you're redeemed, you're forgiven, you're free. We're good. Yeah, but We're you good. just uh, I would say to not you, but people that think that quit doing bad things and bad thoughts. It is common unto man to be a lust whore, the Bible says. It is common. So when you get lust well, whore we, things in your mind, you don't dwell on them. We yeah. live in the flesh, you, you right? Put them away. We have to fight them. Or you want money. Or I want to rob a, a what do you call them? An armored car, one guy driving. You put that thought right away. It's a common demand. Maybe not to you, armored cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, otherwise, dogs <laughs> coming after you. <laughs> It's common demand for those thoughts to come in. And yeah. so just don't dwell on them. We that, got, yeah. no, it's not a sin, to, the thought to come. That's not sinning. It's right. to dwell on it, right? Right. Well, and, and to act on it. Letting the and seed then, grow. Yeah. Right. So it's, we're all right. We're, you know, like I said, David in the Bible was, should have been charged in today with accessory to commit murder or solicitation of murder. And look what David did in the Bible. So none of us have been that far behind God, you know. So imagine what we're and look what God what said we about can David. Do. You know, our, our program is called Living a Legacy, how we're using our influence today to impact the world around us. And we talked about how you're doing that. The final question we always like to ask everybody is, how do you want to be remembered? How do y'all want to be remembered? I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> you're still working on it. Still working on it. Yeah. I want a cross on my grave, I guess, to show yeah. them. A well, it's about what you leave here, you means. So for me, if uh, I went home tomorrow, um, I know that this is not my home. Um, our home is in heaven. And for a lot of my life, the enemy has used me <laughs> for his team, so to speak. Um, I haven't always walked the way I should be walking. Yeah. And now I'm at the place that I'm in and what God has done in my life. I want to spend every day kicking the devil in the teeth and living for him. And I want people, if, if I were to go home tomorrow, I want people to know how much I love Jesus and that I changed a life along along the way, everywhere I went, even if it was just one prayer, one word, one, one encouragement, um, that I would live my life doing that until I go home. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
Now we can find your books on Amazon. Where do we find you on social media to follow you guys? So we're both on Instagram and mine is Francie Chap. Was Chapman taken? Chapman was taken. Oh. Actually, I think a fake account of my, somebody started a fake account under Francie Chapman. And so now I can't have it. Um, and then you're, he's under Dog the Bounty Hunter. Um, so we're both on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I'm not on Facebook, but Twitter sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You have a Dog the Bounty Hunter on Twitter. We are revamping the Dog the Bounty Hunter website. So that will be up soon. And um, you can reach out to us in any of those places. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. We love you. Thank you for joining. Love you guys. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another amazing episode of Living a Legacy.